This episode of the Council of the First Ones was recorded on January 12th, 2020. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Council of the First Ones. I'm Renee from Nerds on the Couch, and I'll be playing host today. Kelly is out. Let me introduce our panelist here. I got uh, David Clark with us. Hello. Great to be here. Been posting a lot of news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we have Sean with us. Hey, good to be back, guys. Hi, Rex. Hey, it's great to be back, guys. Uh, it's great to have you guys. Oh, man. We got a lot to talk about. Let's do it. I'm in. Let's do this. <laughs> well, let's kick it off with the masses, of the WWE universe figures. Uh, everybody's been scrambling to try to get a hold of these. Uh, some, you know, lucky collectors who are able to order them online. Uh, some resorting, of course, to buying them on eBay. Uh, you know, others uh, like me, we've been. Looking, looking at Walmart, uh, trying to to find them there with varying degrees of luck. I know on the uh, Masters of the Universe Origins fans group, which is now five thousand members strong, uh, we did a poll, and very few people had at that point, like I think it was uh, maybe less than a week ago, very few people had actually found them in the stores at that point. And so now, thankfully, they're. Uh, marked down from the pretty outrageous price of $35 on Walmart's website down to uh, the regular $14.92 price point. Yeah. Have Have you any of you had any luck uh, finding them? And I managed to find all of them, including the ring bundle. And uh, I got to say, for me, it was absolute luck. You know, I went to uh, one Walmart which I kind of go to, not too often, it's kind of far, but I, I go to it because it's near my mother-in-law's. And I walked in there in the toy aisle the first time I looked at it. They had the uh, the ring, and it's still $30. I was there yesterday. The I looked at it. I didn't find the figures. And then I went out, did some other stuff, and again, I think the toy god smiled on me because <laughs> I went back. And I looked up, and they had, uh, like, two sets of them just hanging above everything, you know, where they keep, like, the boxes of extra stuff up there. And mm -hmm. oh, I just the, reached the out and grabbed cases? them. Yeah, they oh, just wow. had them hanging up there. That's That was it. He, like, the guy had no idea <laughs> what they were. They, didn't, they weren't price tagged or anything, and that's nice. why I shared a picture, and I was like, okay. I mean, I grabbed them, and luckily I... Well, that's a blessed Walmart. I'll tell you. I'll talk more about that later. <laughs> right. But, you know. Wow. Yeah. The and so, spotlight um, came down. The yeah. chorus was singing and all that. The yeah. toy gods was like, you were good. Here is yeah. karma. You know? Yep. I'm loving the John Cena, the uh, one with the uh, invisible axe, shield, accessories. Well, yeah, that's the one we're getting. And I kept... You know, I got the regular one now with the two-pack, and I, I got to admit, uh, well, I have to confess, I'm not a John Cena fan. But... I'm not a wrestling fan. I'm not a wrestling fan, but I like the accessories. 
Yeah. So it's I mean, with my origin when I get them. <laughs> it does. It does. You can, again, you could uh, army build with these guys. And again, the warrior looks great. The warrior mm-hmm. looks like a He-Man figure. He's bulky. He's big. He has the spear. He looks like he can fight side by side. Uh, I've got in my he my uh, San Diego Comic-Con He-Man's on the ring and played with them. And I've had him standing there with, you know, my wrestlers. And I've had He-Man fighting Triple H. <laughs> ah, nice. He's the only bad guy we got right now. So Well, and he, <laughs> that, he makes a really good looking bad guy, like a really good Masters of the Universe villain. Yeah, he's, he, he, makes, he makes Skeletor kind of look like a sissy with that mask at least like there's something and I don't like saying that cause I like Skeletor, but when I saw how they made his, his figure look, it's like, yeah, if I saw him coming at me, I probably would scream like a little girl to run. You know, like, there's, <laughs> there's definitely some terror in that look that he has. And it, it works really well with masters too. Well, and it's well, great that he looks okay. like shredder, like shredder like super shredder. shredder. He yep. he he looks like a super shredder, and Skeletor kind of had a weekend in Vegas, and nine months later something happened. You know, I mean, they look, it reminds <laughs> me of that. A little bit. It's got that like, and, and he's got he even has the cross thing on him too, so it's like this is all confusing. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm just amazed like how well they fit in. You know, I mean, the Triple H one, yeah, he just looks stunning in that mask and armor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, yeah, especially now. Yeah, he did have, I remember that he wore that armor for WrestleMania and he did have the cross and the Iron Cross and all that. And I'm like, wow, yeah, like they predicted the future. Yeah. You know, Simpsons and Donald Trump here. But (laughs) it just. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's it's just like the Kevin. I'm not trying to get into another topic, but it's like the Kevin thing. I would have never figured him to be showrunner for He-Man. And yet this is what we have. You never would have figured WWE and Masters would mash up. And then when you see it, it's like, you know, how how did nobody think that chocolate and peanut butter would work like that? That's amazing. You know? and, <laughs> uh, I mean, for me, I'd personally rather see them not quite as looking as wrestlers with their uniforms, I guess. Like, that's right. why the Triple H one is the closest to, like, that guy I would want to have in is almost like I could – come up with a character where he's maybe like mm-hmm. another option from Hordak and King His. So you'd be like that guy. But all the other ones, except for probably Ultimate Warrior, and he's the one that if I found him, I'd probably spring for him the fastest right now. Because yeah. um, he does, like you, like you said, he fits in with the look. It's like, who needs Ular? We got that. You know, he's he's scarier looking than Ular. He looks savage to me. It's really crazy how this is. It's And it seems to be working, and it, I'm hoping it brings more people to masters. It seems like it's actually igniting that the way that Mattel was hoping from, from the amount of stuff that I've heard online. So, right. Well, and there, you know, one thing I want to keep in mind is these are interchangeable. And so I, I would hope that they would, they would keep in mind that, you know, people want a good set of parts that'll, that'll work well with each other. Um, you know, I've seen other, uh, interchangeable toy lines that look that look amazing but but then when you go to try to swap the parts and you know they they don't necessarily match up very well with each other uh we've got the benefit of the second triple h figure with the the black um uh outfit uh that comes with the ring uh and we've got some interchangeability there with his uh his purple trunks figure Mm -hmm. which is really nice the terror claws it yeah. is the exact mold. It is from the classics. You know, they uh, they do. You can interchange their weapons. 
and people just, have interchanged heads too. Yeah, and it's just a shame that you don't the neck pegs don't match up exactly, but that's an old topic. I'm looking forward to seeing the other next wave of the uh, WWE uh, Master of the Universe figures they're going to be having out that have more figure parts that will be interchangeable, like the Manny faces and uh, and there's a Master Man arms it looks like. Mm-hmm. Oh. And there's somebody who's going to be like a Beast Man eventually and stuff that's pretty cool unfortunately i only know like the, the like i know the rock i know john cena yeah. i know triple i can't really get further i'm I'm a, I'm a completely surface level person when it comes to wrestling but same the, thing it's wade bryant right wade bryant yeah i yeah ron yeah, stroman oh yeah. ron stroman i'm sorry shows and, how much and, i know the current one well, well, it's interesting because he's one of those huge wrestlers, and so they're actually going to make him larger than the other figures. So he's Aww. his parts won't be interchangeable. Uh, well, maybe they will be, actually. I, I don't know. But he will if be they, taller than the other figures. They he could a, be like a Beast Man sidekick, you know? <laughs> that's what I thought when I saw the figure. I, I was like, you know, he, he'd be really good as, like, you know, Beast Man and him work together or something on the shelf or whatever. I thought that was cool. And plus the the Undertaker Scareglow option. I, I got to admit that one had me curious if I would run into him, but because it's Scareglow, I'm already going. He's probably fifty bucks. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just, I'm, I, I can't help it. Ever since getting into classes, I'm like, yeah, Scareglow automatically is just like it, he's five times more than everybody else that's on the show. I predict everybody will be going after the Undertaker. Everybody oh, yeah. loves the Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. And he glows I, in the dark. So. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> but I, I'm, you know, just partial uh, Rey Mysterio as Stratos, you know, as an avian warrior, just right there. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that makes sense. You know, he's a high flyer. He looks yeah. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, like, I think I've mentioned it before. I know he's a huge He-Man fan, so he is excited. I will bet money he is excited he's a character now. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've seen him at a Comic-Con buying, you know, He-Man figures. Really? <laughs> yeah, he was a guest at the Comic-Con. And I guess during his break or something, I saw him walking around. And he was like, he had like uh, three classic figures in his arms. Wow. Nice. That's yeah, pretty awesome. I told him, hey, you're, he, you collect He-Man. He's like, oh, yeah, I love He-Man and all that. Wow. You know? Very cool. <laughs> yeah, he was aware of like the PowerCon and all that, but he just never nice. gets a chance to do it. It's amazing. And uh, Kofi Kingston, he was geeking out at San Diego Comic Con over his figure, the Manny Faces, with the New Day uh, head. Yep. Now that makes sense, and I'm aware of New Day. I've seen them. It makes perfect sense. But I think me and you had a discussion mm-hmm. that Manny Faces should also have been Mick Foley. Yeah, Mick Foley would be fantastic for that figure too that character i mean the but, man with, i mean i was sorry just to point out we needed a mick foley just for those who don't know he had three characters he was just make well cactus jack as kind of a crazy mm-hmm. killer you know mankind was my favorite he had like a mask for a, and dude love as a hippie <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be awesome many dude love yeah, yeah. I, it, I like it. It has a good ring to it. <laughs> yeah, come on. Manny kind. Or Manny, Manny kind Jack. dude love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm with Sean that I really wish that these these characters, these figures would be more of a, a real mashup between He-Man characters and wrestlers rather than mostly um, 
you know, wrestlers who are wearing uh, Masters of the Universe inspired attire. Yeah, I it, to me, like, I, I guess it depends on what way you want to look at it, because a, a person who likes wrestling will love these because it's something different from what the, the typical wrestling figure is. But for somebody like me and, and you, David, I'm sure it's like He-Man comes first. So if I'm going to mm-hmm. add these to my collection, they got to have that. You, they got to have the the furry loincloth, you know. They got to have the boots, you know. <laughs> they, it's like them not having those elements for me just makes me go like, uh, okay, I, I'll get you if I want the accessories, but I'll probably flip you or something, you know. Then afterwards, yeah. And it, it just it, there's an element of you know I might just go on eBay to get some of the accessories if they're not gonna rake me over the coals at least, but well, it, it's a missed opportunity in right. some ways for me at least. Well, parts of the design make me wonder like. Are they kind of not really certain what, you know, what direction they want to take with these? Because, you know, at some figures you can take the parts off like Ultimate Warrior or Macho Man and, hey, look at that. It's a wrestler. You know, yeah. it looks like any other WWE wrestler figure. But then others don't work like that. Others, you know, um, certainly like Undertaker, he doesn't, you know, he, there's quite a bit more to that design, for example. I, I feel like the first wave is them playing it safe. And, you know, just getting the idea out there, that's just me. I, I don't know if that's their actual business model, but mm-hmm. it does feel like they're, okay, we're going to start out with this. We're going to give you X amount of figures, just like in the original He-Man line and, you know, get people at least interested. And then we're right. going to push it a little more into the master's frame of mind as we go. Cause like some of them, like the rock and, the, the beast man that we were talking about and stuff, those feel more masters inspired to me than uh, the rock, maybe to a lesser extent, but they feel more masters inspired to me mm-hmm. at this point. And that's kind of where I'm curious. Like even um, what uh, Rex was saying, you know, the, the um, blue John Cena, that one I'd rather be gunning for than the one in the ring now, because that's an interesting translucent figure to have at least, you know, that's me being a kid, <laughs> like translucent. Right. That's cool. You know, well, and I've gotten a lot of great feedback. I've been spreading news about these toys to every uh, wrestling, you know, uh, Facebook group and message board I can think of, and and people have been really receptive to it. And on Reddit, Reddit.com too, uh, yeah. people are really digging these uh, figures. And I keep hearing like, wow, like I haven't heard of, heard of heard that name in a while. Masses of the Universe. What? That's the really craziest thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like it, I, I hope it does bring it back because like this is our year you know like that's that's the thing we talked about last year on one of our last shows is like this is our year you know we, we're gonna have the, the toy lines hitting we're gonna get the the origins hitting this year and we got comics going we get the movie potential for next year we got and it's like you know to have the name out there again in the public how cool is that you know it's like it never died it's it's it hibernated but here we are it is awesome because we sit down and we're aware of wrestlers. Like I said, I'm, I, my heyday was up to the 90s. I'm not really too familiar with the current roster. But we're sitting down here and we're imagining, what if we get Hulk Hogan? What would we do with Hulk Hogan? You know, We know The Rock looks more He-Man-ish. Mm-hmm. We know John Cena looks He-Man-ish. I can just imagine Stone Cold, who was my favorite from the 90s, you know, and... I keep thinking, like, how how would I transform these? And I would love to sit down at that Mattel toy designer meeting where they're talking about, okay, you know, we have 
Jimmy Snuka. How would we make him, you know, look yeah. like Brett the Hitman Hart? How's he going to look? Yeah. You know, because Masters Universe was so open. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, the one I'm just waiting to see are the females. I need to see Asuka as a Motu figure. Right. I, I hope that they do get to some, some of the, the female figures. I, I'm wondering why we haven't seen them uh, at least teased to us. I mean, aside from the uh, the artwork that they presented at PowerCon of some ideas they were playing around with to try to explore what, what does it mean to mix up He-Man and, and uh, WWE. Well, mm-hmm. I think they're playing with the formula like uh, Scott Knightlick told us a long time ago they're getting their feet wet you know they're they're trying it out they're feeling their way this is the first set coming out and they've mentioned or again other people have mentioned in sources that these are walmart exclusives for now you know they will maybe later if they're successful enough send them out to other retailers but I'm hoping the vibe is good because, yeah, I do want to see more. I do. I I, I want to see like my 80s guys, you know what I mean? And my 90s guys. I could just imagine, like I said, females, uh, old school. I could see Wendy Richter, fabulous moolah as, you know, sorceresses and combatants. I, you know, certain other ones. Well, again, I'm a huge fan of Asuka right now and I'm a huge yeah. fan of Bailey. And I could just imagine them with weapons and all that in the ring. Or even, uh, I'm still a huge fan of China, <laughs> how awesome yeah. she would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it would be fun to get some some weapons that are, you know, like, uh, let, let's have a, a chair or, you know, some more items that we would normally see in a WWE wrestling ring. Clubs. Yeah, I mean, I it'd be I think it'd be super cool to have a Snake Mountain wrestling ring at some point. That'd be like a steel cage, maybe made out of bone, and it could even have a little uh, bell that they call the you know the golden bell of knowledge, kind of a play on the (laughs) golden discs of knowledge or something like that. Mattel needs to get you, man. They need. (laughs) (laughs) I did not think of that, but that's brilliant. I I figured (laughs) I did think about another ring. Well, I did think like, how cool would it be like a steel cage or, you know, they used to have a WWE like boiler rooms and, uh, you know, ring entrances and all that. I keep thinking, how cool would it be if they masters of the universe, Oh, up. That's right. Uh, you know, you've got to check out the Origins fans group because somebody on there, uh, I'm trying to remember his name, trying to find it. He made this really awesome custom entrance for these toys, like a wrestling ring entrance with a, a skirt around the ring. You know, the, the whole deal. It was really wow. impressive. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to mention before I forget that uh, what I find the kind of a disappointment with these toys is I was so looking forward to the mini comics and unfortunately, and, and the, the, they're very cool. Uh, Robert Rudman did an, a fantastic job, you know, writing the, the story for these uh, comic books. Unfortunately, there are two versions of these toys that come out onto the shelves or in your orders online, the international version. And I guess you call it the English version and uh, one version, the international the, there's no text under the name of the the character on the front of the package, uh, so you don't get that you know that sub subheading. And the mini comics they have no text inside of them. 
soul, you know, this, these wonderful stories that uh, Robert Redman uh, presented to us, we don't get to enjoy that. A lot of us don't get to enjoy that unless we are lucky enough to find the English version of the packaging. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're right. I mean, I was disappointed. I did. I do have mine. I have them in baggies. And yeah, there's no text. Hmm. I, I just don't see why you should, why they would leave them out. I mean, it doesn't hurt, you know, if, if it's targeted to somebody who doesn't speak English, the, the, the word bubbles really don't detract you know, from the, the overall design. Mm. And so I, what you, what you get is, and I don't know how many of them are international, how many are English, but you basically get half of the collectors getting a version with no storyline, not knowing in most cases that the other version exists, that there's a version that has text. Well, to that's point out too, oh. that's the weakest part because it's only like a, a stretchy, you know, pull out paper, it's not right. like the old mini comic books and there really isn't a story. You know I mean? I, I, I picked up and I looked at them and it doesn't say much, you know, it, it like yeah. the sting one is just him going in a cave and killing a, a mm -hmm. giant scorpion. And then he's using his tail and claw as wow. a weapon now. Yeah. So it's, it's a very limited amount of real estate to work with when it's just yeah. a single folded piece of paper. Yeah, and then but that's the thing with the other ones. They're just basic stories. They don't have, they mm -hmm. don't contribute anything. And pardon me at times going, really, is this the best use of this? You know, I'm, I'm right. not gaining anything. Yeah, so I, I really hope that, that the Origins mini comics will be fleshed out, that they'll be larger. They'll have more, hopefully more pages in them. The the one the one good thing to say about it is they're upgrading it because the, the Ultimates line that Super 7 put out, they had just the paper. And yeah. it was, here's a piece of art, and here's the bio on the back. So at least we're upgrading to now that's a folded paper. And then hopefully it's more than that just going <laughs> forward. Well, but, uh, this I, I could be solved so easily online. Have the pages, and then at the end, say, want to know more? Go to this website. And Mattel could have a website, mastersofthewwe.com, with mini comics in every language that you can click, mm -hmm. and more story. That would be very cool. And you know what? I, I'm hopeful that those Origins comics will be bigger because at PowerCon, they said that uh, each wave of figures will get one comic in Origins. It's yes. not It's not going to be that every figure has his own story. So either they're going to have a, a two, you know, a one single piece of paper that is going to be the, the comic for all the figures, or they're going to you know, invest in uh, having a larger comic. That's kind of sad. I, I, I'm not like, like your idea, Randy, I, I like that. Like, you yeah, know, here's it's wonderful. I like it. Even if it was four pages, then, you know, go to Mattel.com slash whatever and go read more of the further adventures. And I bet you that it would be a good measuring stick for them to go. This is how popular this has become. And they could see how many hits are going to the site how many views are ha happening that way. And, you know, like, they can update it as they go. So we're not just stuck with here's just this piece of paper that came with the figures. They, they could just right. add more and more to it and grow the mythology and grow this branding more. And I, I would love that. I'd do it. If, if like every, uh, with uh, Danielle, she posts every Monday, the Motu Monday and puts the bio out there. How cool would it be to go, okay, 
each Monday, look for another couple pages in this in the mm-hmm. story or something. Mm-hmm. You not know, have fans actually wanting to log on. That's a that's a little similar to what they're doing on the official Masters of the Universe Facebook page. They're giving us these kind of memes, these these images, uh, teasing shots of the uh, origins figures to us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they could just you know instead of doing that, they could give us. Uh, you know, little little comics. And it would be so awesome because then it shows that Mattel is interacting with the fans mm-hmm. and they could do what we've been doing, you know, character of the week. Mm-hmm. They could do, you know, uh, a little more, you know, they could start the cartoon. I mean, the uh, the comic book. And then it said, you want to know how it ends? Go to this. Mm-hmm. And we get the comic book and a few extra pages. You know, and, and then they could throw in like a little puzzle. They could throw in, you know, a little trivia thing and, yeah. you know, interact with the fans and give us a little bit more to work with so that we can discuss and get people excited. You know, I mean, Star Wars does. This. Well, in this day this and is age, not you. I, I, it's the perfect way of doing the, you know, multi uh, it just, you know, in general, you have the toy, you have the printed material, but then you go online. And you're combining it all together. It's a multimedia extravaganza to do it that way. And I actually, it's like, how are they not thinking like that? That's now that we're talking about, it's like, yeah, it makes complete sense. Did they know this? No. Now Mattel needs to hire us. They they need to. Yeah, let's do that. I will consult for free if it means I get figures. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Okay, so I'm not free, but you know what I mean. Well. I'll gladly move to California. Okay, no problem. <laughs> oh, my wife will love me for that. And going to California. <laughs> yeah. They could ask fans like, "What wrestling combinations would you like to see? What mashups would you like to see?" Which, of course, a lot of people have been doing on Facebook and Reddit and whatnot, especially on the Origins fans group. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like I a predict- poll? That's a prediction I have. I think eventually. If the the Origins line is a, a success, and if the Masters of WWE is still going on, this would be a perfect opportunity for them to do variants and two-packs. You know, they do two-packs of wrestling figures. They could easily yeah. get, you know, like a He-Man versus Triple H. Mm-hmm. Like, well, wow. it could just be um, color variants, too. Of, yeah, you know, that they, they wouldn't have to do there. much. We could no. get a Triple H, uh, Disco Triple H. <laughs> well, all you have to do is get Triple H like in the purple. T- you know, they, wrestlers have worn different suits, different outfits. Yeah. It'd there be perfectly fine. Just different colors. I mean, you could easily have gotten, uh, just to toss another easy one. Okay. We could have Ultimate Warrior versus Beastman. Yeah. Boom. Well, and you can uh, switch up the the weapons that come with those wrestling figures you just because they're just from the classics line right so you just pick a different weapon and then make it a funny color (laughs) kind of like you know warriors bright yellow spear and uh there you go yeah yeah i'd give them a club you know perfect well i i would just urge them not to give us too many of one accessory we've already got uh two sets of claws we've got at least two uh, man at arm clubs now uh, with, you know, when you take into consideration the second wave of figures. So, yeah, I mean, the other thing is you could throw in like the weapons from um, the uh, Castle Grayskull, you know, the uh, star Mason. <laughs> we yeah. we never could have enough of those. There you go. Boom. Right there. 
see, you know, we're we're striking gold here, you know. <laughs> right. All right. I'd like to kind of see them do a build a figure with these toys, so you can get maybe some some of those larger uh, wrestlers like like uh, Braun Strowman. You know who would be the greatest WWE figure ever? Andre the Giant. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. He doesn't need he doesn't need to be tied with any figure or anything. He's imposing as that. Honestly, he could be really cool if they said they did a Colossor finally. You know, like have him mashed up with Colossal. Boom. I'm sold. You know <laughs> getting getting a uh, an endearing wrestler that I've loved since I was a kid, and it, on top of that, a figure that everybody in the vintage line they they would love to see that. So there you go. There are so many amazing mashups, so many great ideas for them to take advantage of. Walmart has been getting boxes of mega. We've got in the Prince Adam. We've got in a Skeletor in filmation colors. We've got in a Stratos in the reverse with the wings and the jetpack, an unflocked moss man, and a pale skin evil in. The boxes have been out. I've seen them at two Walmarts at my store. Um, Mega Bloks is back. People are grabbing the alien eggs. That's the one I'm seeing that people are just grabbing them a lot. I'm seeing the Game of Thrones back on them, but I'm just excited, and people have been buying them. I managed to uh, get myself a set. I got a set for Kelly. Uh, I got a set for somebody else. And I knew they were coming, but I kind of traced them because I've, I've been posting up saying, hey, look, they were spotted in Virginia. They were spotted here. They were spotted in Kansas. And to me, it showed that they were coming from Canada. And that's where Megablox is from. Main company is in Canada. Hmm. Interesting. And so I figured that they're moving down because I've been tracing like people have been posting where they're coming from and all that. And I'm like, okay, they're heading north to south. So they got to be coming to <laughs> my part of nice. town pretty quick. And I had a gut feeling. I had a gut feeling. A week after I got the WWE figures, I had a feeling saying, I got to go back to that Walmart. And, and it back, big time. I saw it at, const- at the, uh, they were in the, uh, lego aisle so boom i was so happy i saw them in the uh clearance aisle but they weren't clearanced (laughs) that would have been nice if they were two dollars a piece but for five bucks (laughs) i have no problems buying them yeah and i gotta say that was the you had one job to do (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you should be on the lookout and uh i was talking to the toy manager at uh a certain Walmart near I'm I'm close with. They are getting more of them. It's part of the regular shipping now. And so Mega Bloks is officially back. For those that's saying they dumped them and all that, apparently Mega Bloks is coming back to Walmart. So keep the faith. They're they're coming. Masters of the Universe fans around the holidays got to have a surprise gift. We got a promo, two promo shots, one of a hooded Skeletor and uh, in shadow, and the other one of He-Man in silhouette raising the power sword. And uh, Netflix announced they're doing a second He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Uh, and we're also having the Revelation cartoon this year, headed by Kevin Smith. So... What do you guys think of the news of this? Nobody knew this was going to happen. More the merrier. Yeah, I'm kind of like, what the? 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's wonderful. I mean, why not? You know, it it's just benefits us. And if we don't like one, great. There's another one, you know. I think it's it's really cool in a historic kind of way. Mattel has never done something like this. And I feel like they're finally going, you know what? Maybe we should try what these other brands have tried. And they're they're willing to go there for one instead of being as cautious as they usually are. Well, it, it makes me wonder because, again, you said it, it. This has not been done before by anybody. We have two iterations of the same property on Netflix. And so I am kind of cautious. I, I did. I get it. It's going to be CGI and all CGI series, which, you know, that's the way the wind blows. I got no problem with that. And I keep thinking, OK, where's the angle here? Because we do have the Kevin Smith one mm-hmm. and we haven't seen anything of it yet. But we know that one is a little more intense. It's a little more anime style. It's going to be a little more mature. Mm hmm. And so I'm thinking maybe this one is going to be a little more kiddified. Definitely. Yeah, yeah for- a little bit more in tune with the Shira. Not that it's a Shira series. I'm I want to clear that up. Not that they're following that or they're connected. Well, I'm I'm just thinking it's the demographics. I, I you know, I just want to point out that I feel like Netflix saw most, you know, I'm sure they saw that the the numbers, the the viewership from the Shira cartoon which did very well. And I think that part of the reason why we're getting two uh, He-Man <clears throat> shows is because of that, because of the success of the Shira cartoon. That's my gut feeling. I have a question. What do you guys think about this aspect of it? The respectfully, that the Shira cartoon did so well, like you just said, but the He-Man cartoon is going to be something that's longer lived than the Kevin Smith cartoon that's coming out. It's going to be like a longer running series versus uh, the... Masters of the Universe Revelation. Like the planning is be like a multiple season thing versus uh, Revelation being a limited run. I have I a think, good feeling that's the way it's going. I'm I'm curious. Like they haven't released hardly anything other than the promo poster for Revelation, and we know Kevin Smith, and the, we know who the writers are. We haven't really heard more than here's the here's the um, the through line of the of the series. They they haven't gone into how many episodes. They haven't gone into how long they want to run the series or whatever. The the thing that I look at with the new announcement, the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe one, to me it's like uh, kids like my daughter, who my daughter tried She-Ra all on her own, and now she's like chomping at the bit to watch the next season because it really captivated her. And I feel like this is a, the next generation's chance to get in on the ground floor like we did when we I'm hoping that's with the attempt of it, at least. Well, we're given some some clues, right? If you go to facebook.com slash Netflix Motu, uh, that's the page for the, 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 the series that we're talking about. It mm-hmm. talks about, you know, specifically who's involved, who's the story editor, the producer, and mm-hmm. and mentions some project, you know, some of their major projects. Like we've got story editor Brian Q. Miller, who's done Arrow, Smallville, Sleepy mm-hmm. Hollow, and you can kind of, you know, put those puzzle pieces together to kind of get an idea of what, you know, what the feel might be of this series. Yeah, they got a lot of a uh, their roster for talent on that series is pretty impressive through both 
like what you're saying, like live action shows plus animation. And uh, even I know the animators, uh, the studio is also the ones that did the Troll Hunters one on Netflix. And that one, again, my daughter sat through that and she watched it like three times through. She got so in, and, and even I got sucked into it after a while. I'm like, oh, my God, what's happening this episode or whatever. And, you know, we, we would both be like geeking <laughs> out. So it's like as as where I am in life, it makes it, a, it it's a, it's an awesome time to love this stuff because yeah. my daughter's at the perfect age for this. And she's like, I like She-Ra better than he I'm like, that's fine. And then all I kept thinking the other day was just wait till this new cartoon. Let's see what you say. Right. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Well, I'm excited um, to see who the voice actors are going to be. I think it could be the same case as Revelation, where they're not going to skimp, you know, on the dollars. I mean, Revelation, uh, we're getting hints that, um, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Conroy is going to be a voice actor and Mark Hamill. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, who's going to be voicing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, part uh, of it, what I like is that we are getting stories again you know we are going to see the beginning they're going to do episodes where a character i always love the episodes where a new character joins mm-hmm. nyp was brilliant with that you know the roboto episode the cyclone episode buzz off. too bad yeah, yeah mm-hmm. buzz off yeah stink or <laughs> well it, we're given a teaser about the new series it says on the planet of eternia a young lost prince discovers the powers of Grayskull and transforms into He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and then goes on, classic battle, blah, 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 as they uh, forge new and mighty teams, Skeletor and He-Man. So uh, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, what they did with She-Ra, where she was lost, you know, she was in the forest and she came across the sword, and maybe it'll be the same thing, you know. Um, Yeah. What do you, uh, uh, I guess, okay, one of the big things is the silhouette of He-Man at this point. The, the, the sword is going to be starkly different from the Filmation one, and it's also different from 2000X. It has that more uh, Eternity War-inspired look to it. And then there's hints of being able to see that now the chest plate for He-Man on the harness is going to be something completely new from what we've seen up to this point as well. What do you guys think of that? Well, did you guys see the uh, one that an individual did that he lightened up the yeah. picture? Mm-hmm. I mean, the sword, I think, uh, I think the uh, a theory is, is that they might be going back to the two sword story. And I'd line. be excited. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be excited if they go that route to this time around. Finally, Others think it might be like that's kind of what the sword transforms, you know, like like it's a regular looking sword. And then when he transforms, the sword like splits in the middle, hmm. you know, that unleashes the power or something. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That like, boom, the power is inside mm-hmm. the sword, you know? And, uh, for those that aren't aware, the new symbol looked like an HM, you know, he man, mm-hmm. like a combo, like HM. So I, well, for me, I guess that's trademark, you know, the iron cross is always kind of uh, a little iffy now. Yeah. Um, which is sad because that's not what it was intended for uh, when, it, you know, the the Iron Cross is supposed to be a symbol of uh, bravery, heroism. And uh, I, I I was OK. I mean, He-Man is back to being bulky and yeah. muscle. Yeah, I got some 2000X vibe from that because He-Man in that series 
was bulkier than he was on filmation. And I always kind of dug that about that show because it's like, he didn't just say he was the most powerful man in the universe. He looked it on that series. So I like that they're capturing that again. You know, looking at, at that teaser for He-Man and Skeletor, my only concern is I really hope that they don't uh, play this show like uh, the new Thundercats cartoon. No, no, no. <laughs> don't, even, don't even bring that cartoon up in my presence. I, I yeah. sat down and watched the first two on the Cartoon Network app last night, and I was just like, "You're how? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like everything about the music made me think I'm gonna see something that I liked, and everything I kept seeing was like, no, no, <laughs> like exactly what you were just doing. No, no. <laughs> I can't watch it. I'm not. I'm not even gonna try. I. I am absolutely not. I seen the arts and all that clips. No. You guys can tell me all about it. But no. No. I. I think they'd be. I'm just gonna say. It, I think they'd be crazy if they went that route because it's gonna. It's. It's not gonna help them with the fans. The fans want to see this stuff and want to enjoy it just as much as they want to pass it down to the next generation. And it, I mean those those promo shots didn't have that smell of we're going to make this funny. Skeletor looked threatening. He looked sinister in that shot, at least. And then He-Man looked so powerful and very, you know, he looked mighty and everything. And just the way that that whole look, it's like, if if they reveal it, the silhouette taken away and he has this goofy look on his face, then I'm going to throw my phone against the wall and be like, I'm gone. <laughs> but see, uh, that's I, what I'm thinking. I mean, look, if you if you really look at the silhouette of the the head, I mean, they could totally go like silly Pixar, like yeah, they could totally go that route. Skeletor looks so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> well, unless too. he has a clown nose under there. <laughs> oh, That's it's like oh, uh, I mean, I saw Mumra on thing. I know what they did with <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> right, exactly. They could totally do the same thing. They can make make him like uh, that that Ice King guy in uh, uh, Adventure Time. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, it's a fear. Let's just acknowledge it's a fear we have. <laughs> At this but point, so far, it's not, it looked good. It's it's definitely something that could happen, which is, you know, like, I we have to wait to see any more about this, obviously. I hope not. I mean, they did all right with Shira. Like you said, it's popular. There are people that are embracing it. Why would they ruin it doing something like that at this point for He-Man? I mean, obviously, these guys have had to have seen Shira and Shira as much as I've criticized it I've praised it that it has solid storylines they do have character development they do have mm-hmm. a long arc of stories and the series is taking us on a journey yeah, yeah. you know Voltron you know it's the same guys that did Voltron and Voltron on Netflix to me is amazing yes it, it was really good it had an it had a beginning uh, it dragged a bit in like maybe the second season and the third season, but they were heading somewhere and it did have an ending. Mm-hmm. It could come back. It could. I have every faith that these guys that ne- I trust Netflix more than I trust Cartoon Network. I, I would definitely agree with you on that one because I mean, Cartoon Network didn't even help us with the 2000 X one. I mean, you know, like I still could have stood another season of that one just to at least get the horde going on and see how that would have been. Right. Oh, and did you yeah. guys hear what they wanted to do with the Thundercats? You the, know, not the one we have, but the one that came before. 
Mm-mm. Oh, the, the, the one? I I heard I I actually had the DVDs of it, but I I don't know if I heard any more about it. So go for it. What, oh. what were they going to do? It was so amazing. I mean, they had the writers uh, bring up, and I heard this at another podcast. The writers had like a whole six season story arc. They were going to have Lionel at the end of the second season go into the Book of Thundera and train and all that and. Years would have gone by before we got to the third season. And when Lionel reemerges, he would have been like the Lionel we expected him to be. The bulked up, long haired, you know, armored Viking warrior fighting, you know, fighting uh, Mumbra and mutants and space technology would have been salvaged during this time and. They were going to do all these character developments. They had plans to bring all these other characters like Hachiman and all these different bad guys coming in and the Luna Cats. And you would have seen like how powerful, you know, they were going to like upgrade Lionel. That was part of what the journey was. Lionel's journey of how he was a boy to how he grew up. And they said like at season four, you would have seen him at his zenith where he had like the blue he had like they had like a blue armor design that would have looked like the classic but it was like armor and it like expanded and all that kind of like what it did with the claw and they were just going to take it to different levels and they had ideas of doing time travel stories and running into the silver hawks running into the tiger sharks they made seriously to hopefully bring them into spin-offs, but to show wow. that they existed in the universe because this is third earth. Yeah. And they said something that Silverhawks were in second earth and tiger sharks were in the first earth. Oh, wow. And they, they were like, all this was like a time travel thing. All this would have been if the show lasted. And I just cry at what we have now with that cartoon. Stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's the thing. Like it, I, I, I feel sorry for the cartoons that debuted then for that reason. Like 2000X was, it, it gave us more of like a streamlined storytelling for the mythos in a sense for He-Man. And, you know, they built Eternia up into something where if you followed it from beginning to end, you're invested. It's like the Voltron series, except Voltron got to finish, you know, like, and that's, that's something that I'm crossing my fingers on these new ones. Like, I'll never be able to get 2000X back. Dean Stefan passed away. Larry Dottilio is gone. You know, rest their souls, you know. And those two guys were like kind of the lifeblood of a lot of those those episodes in that series. So I kind of don't want to go back to that. Going into this, I'm crossing my fingers that we have that kind of storytelling again with both of them where you can watch it. It's not an episodic thing. You can go from one episode to the 12th episode. And you're seeing the progressions with these characters. And that's kind of all I'm asking for at this point. Cause you know, like I'm still wounded from 2000 X. I'm not going to lie. I, I really <laughs> thought they could have, they could have done some wonderful stuff with that show and they built it up well enough to go, Hey, after the snake man, the horde is still around the corner. You, you, wait till we do that. Cause that looked like that was going to be like apocalyptic stuff with just the power of Grayskull episode. And how, like, you know, they, the way they were with Eternia and stuff. So, you know, I, I, that's all I'm asking for. Good storytelling. I don't care if they change the design of He-Man's logo. I don't care if they change the power sword, because at this point, I am somebody who looks at everything and goes, well, 
every iteration has been able to make their own stamp on masters. The mini comics started us off. Filmation took us to, you know, by the power of Grayskull, I have the power and the transformation and the, the theme and all that. And then 2000X had the, like you said, the one-off character episodes. They built that like Avengers on Eternia team. And, mm-hmm. you know, like going forward, I'm interested to see what the, what both bring to the table. But the, honestly, like, I think out of both of them, I'm probably more excited for the He-Man and the Masters one because I know less about that one. And I have a little more optimism of, well, if I don't like the flavor of what Kevin Smith's going for on that one, if it's not quite what I hope, maybe the new one, if I start fresh with it, I'll get invested in that anyway. So either or, I hopefully win. You know, it's an embarrassment of riches this year. I think that it's going to be kind of like Shira in that it's going to be tailored towards the younger generation. It's not going to be for us soldier fans. And I kind of think of it like, well, there was a Batman cartoon and then there was a Superman cartoon and then they did Justice League and brought all the characters together. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. they could do something like that and eventually have a, a whole new show. He-Man and She-Ra. Da, da, da. The Power Hour. Like it just yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, I'm, the thing I'm worried about is here we are, we're recording this, you're getting my words down and all this stuff, and then when this debuts it, if it doesn't work out for me, and I, I'll just do something, I don't want to listen to that episode ever again. No, it yeah. never happened. <laughs> like, I was, I was optimistic once. But <laughs> right. Well, what I like is when I say it now, like, I, you know, we were speculating the sword, and then the we see a trailer we see a preview which i suspect around san diego PowerCon time i'll be like wow sean was right or wow i was right i called it (laughs) (laughs) i will hey wow we were totally off base on that (laughs) (laughs) if i'm wrong i i'm always willing to admit when i'm wrong but for some reason it's going to hurt more if it's he-man for me at this point because we (laughs) we're just getting into some good stuff and if it doesn't exactly make me go like wow i can't wait i'm gonna be like well, at least it's out there. <laughs> right. Well, if it turns out that it's like the Thundercats one that we're getting now, Thundercats Roar, I got to go up to the Mattel guy and go at PowerCon and go run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to live, run. I, <laughs> I, I, I will, it, I'm going to just say it now. It will literally blow my mind if it turns into Thundercats Roar because that opening, those two promo images – were above and beyond any of the artwork I've seen for that show. So I'm very much like it. It shouldn't be based on those. If it delivers what Thundercats Roar does after seeing that, I'm going to be like, who markets your stuff? Like, seriously, (laughs) like you're marketing this and it looks like a summer blockbuster movie animated. You know, like this would be something I if if that was in a movie theater, I'd be like, yeah. And then, it, and then all of a sudden, I'm getting Thundercats roar. But with He-Man, I'd be like, seriously, guys, uh, I'm uh, hoping for the best. That's all. I really feel like they just they want to cash in on that, you know, on the success of the She-Ra cartoon. Yeah, they want another, you know, they they know what worked, and so they want something else like that. I think it it just comes down to numbers. Is it worth watching Thundercats for? Yes or no? No, I have I've just seen the like teaser. I watch both the first two episodes are actually called Exodus just like the original show and there was one moment in it that made me laugh and actually no there were two because I don't like the rover burbles so oh god I hate those (laughs) 
They're, they they <laughs> scared uh, me to death as a child. Their voices literally made me think that Satan was speaking through like a walkie-talkie <laughs> on that show. It freaked me out as a kid. And the right. thing is, they, they, they have this running joke with them. And it, it's not spoiling much to say this. They have a running joke where anytime any of the Roboverbals say Mumra, they get electrocuted. So they keep on oh, talking man. and they keep saying Mumra and they just keep getting electrocuted and dying while they're trying to explain <laughs> stuff. And that and made my day because yeah. I didn't have a problem with that. <laughs> and then there was a there's a moment later on when the Thundercats fight Mumra, which it's you're, you're looking at this going. This is like if Ren and Stimpy tried doing this. This is insane. Right, right. <laughs> but there's a moment where Panthro pulls out his nunchucks and he actually uses his nunchucks almost like as. It's going to sound really dumb the way I'm explaining it, but it almost like as running walkers, I guess, or like stilts where he's using them to make himself run faster on the <laughs> battlefield and they enlarge. And it made me laugh because the, the animation of him using them like that was hysterical looking to me. But for the most part, it, it was it, it's basically everybody's trying to mimic the 80s voice actors. But they're using it in joke parody form. Oh, and they, the, the thing that to me, and I'm not the biggest Thundercats guy, the thing that's the biggest blasphemy is they use the original theme songs. Oh, So the whole thing starts off with the, the Thundercats original song. And even when they introduce the show, they use the same, uh, the, the same soundtrack as they would when they show you the title card. And everything else that happens in the show is the identical soundtrack to the 80s but it's with this animated style and all the jokes. So it's almost like your your mind is is being nostalgic but getting punched in the face the entire time because it's like it's like I love that song. That every time Lander Cats, oh yeah, you're going to get the thing. And all of a sudden you're like, "Oh crap, it's this animation and why are they making me try to laugh? This is ridiculous." <laughs> okay. So I I I'm not nearly as hard on it as some people that I saw making comments yesterday about it online, but I I, I was just like, that's just so it, it, what is it? A uh, um it's like it's like an oxymoron. It's like, you know, it's like, why would you put those two things together and think that works? That doesn't make sense, you know? And I think that was the intention. It was not supposed to work correctly. It was supposed to be funny and hilarious and a mockery, almost. A, part, a parody. A parody. I, 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 I think just think it's wrong right to mock word. something <laughs> when clearly people love it. Yeah. If that's true. But again, I, uh, I haven't I, seen it. I don't want to. I would I, I literally feel bad for anyone who's a diehard Thundercat fan knowing that's out there when stuff like the new Voltron hit with Netflix, She-Ra's doing great, Masters is on the comeback trail. It's like and then Thundercats people, they couldn't even get the toy line to finish with uh, classics with Mattel. Thankfully Super Seven stepped in and is is handling the job. But then now this is just like who hates Thundercats this much? Like I, right. I never had a problem with Thundercats. I hate kid. Thundercats like, so much. It, I'm gonna put it on Cartoon Network. Yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna let these people just completely turn it into something like an acid trip. You know? <laughs> that's that's the best way I described it. Rob Base posted about it yesterday, and I wrote, I wrote a comment back to him. I go, this show is basically Lionel. It's all from his perspective from the original show, but somehow he dropped acid. That's the only way I can describe it because the Lionel on this show is not that far different from the Lionel on the original. He just is a little more stupid at times. But like Lionel on the original was always the whole as Lord of the Thundercats. And he'd always have that pompousness about him because he didn't know how to be a man yet, you know. 
But it's it, it just it's, so it's really thirteen year old boy talk to the man. No, I I know. I, I under I understand, and that's that's part of why when I was growing up, I liked Lionel, and now that I'm older, I like Tigra. And I like Panthro because it's like, man, Lionel, just sit down. <laughs> but but on this show, it really truly feels like he's on an acid trip, and this is how he thinks the adventures went down in the eighties. That's the best. That that probably is the best way. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Next up, we're going to discuss Mythic Legion's two last figures that are homage to the Masters of the Universe. We have Kronos and Purple Lore. These two figures have been pre- on pre-order for about a year now. Uh, I, they just landed here for me. What do you guys think about them? Have you uh, picked out these figures? Uh, Were these the same ones I sold at PowerCon? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, they are. Yeah, I did I did grab those. They're pretty good, you know. I, I hate to say it, you know, because the four horsemen are friends of mine, and, you know, I love Cornboy to death, you know, bald brothers together forever. I was kind of seeing them, and I kind of want something new. You know, I I love I love the trap jaw looking one. You know, I, I was ecstatic with them. I love them. And I kind of have, I don't know about you guys, but I got a few Mythic Legion ones, and I have them mixed with my Masters classics. And, like, my skeleton guys serve Skeletor. I'm gonna. I can't wait to get Snake Mountain and put him up there. But I'll, I, I told Corn Boy at Pyrocan, I want something new now. <laughs> and he kind of rolled his eyes. He's like, uh, you know? <laughs> well, I felt personally they fit in kind of like a multiversal version of the Master Universe when I saw them. And I didn't know anything about these figures when I got into the line of the Mystic Legion. But I got the Battlecat figure first. Then I picked up all the other ones that I ordered these, and I was excited to get them. I mean, Purple War and Bags have uh, perfect anamorphic versions of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they are. You know, I love the, the Battle Cap one. I got that one, too, at PowerCon. And, uh, they're solid. You know, they're, they're great. Uh, <laughs> but you're right. I, I kind of take them that they're kind of honoring them. But I know Mythic Legions kind of has their own storyline. Yeah. And uh, I I am excited whenever they get stuff out, you know, and uh, they, they've just done amazing figures. I mean, they keep doing amazing figures, but like I, I'm sticking to my opinion. I don't know about you gentlemen, but I'm kind of like, oh, new stuff. I know Cornberry wants to hit me for that. <laughs> I, I got them and they're my first Mythic Legions figures that I've ever owned, honestly. And I'm just so into the He-Man stuff that when I, fa- when I got them, I was like, I wasn't underwhelmed or I wasn't feeling like anything bad about him, but I just kind of was like, it made me think of my, the He-Man stuff. It made me go, I like the He-Man stuff. And and that's just because that's the mindset I'm in at the moment. I think there's nothing wrong with these figures at all. They're beautiful figures. They're beautifully painted. Um, and I do like the creativity of, you know, Purplore and, and you get to add the neck piece, like how uh, in classics, Merman has that neck piece you can put in. So is his uh, shoulders are a little bigger and all that kind of stuff. I did think that was really cool. And the Cronaw one, like I, I remember the first time I saw him when they solicited it, and I was just like, man, you know, that's, that's just cool. You know, it's, it, it's definitely like, uh, like Rex was saying, it's like a multiverse idea of it to me, but uh, there is something, it's like my heart and soul is still with masters at, at this point, but I, I appreciate that they do this stuff. Cause it's kind of a fun nod to what, 
what started the ball rolling to get them to de- to mythic legions in that way you know well just to point out uh when i interviewed corn boy and they mentioned a long time ago they were going to do uh or they're working on galactic legion or cosmic legions i forgot what they galactic but they were going to do space themed yeah uh, figures like robots and aliens and and all that, and they were going to be uh, interchangeable with the Mythic Legion. Like, you could pull out the arm off and, you know, switch them up. And that's what I love about Mythic Legions. You can, you know, interchange every figure. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I told him, man, I want, like, I want to get one of my skeleton guys, and I want to put a robot arm on him. Yeah, Galactic Legion. And I told him, yeah, something like, you know, Trap John. That's why I kind of wanted... I guess maybe they're going to make a different version, I guess, down the line. Um, someday I want those Galactic Legion. Someday. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I want I want my uh, Warhammer 40,000 figures for sure. Yes. I ended up having someone, I'm so sorry, I cannot name the artist's name to create these for me, but he had created a Bowcat head with the helmet armor on it and a Panther head with the helmet armor in the classic style that I'm able to interchange with the Purple Lore and the, uh, the Battle Cat Mythic Legions, uh, figure. Nice. I saw some, yeah, I saw somebody on Facebook, they do, like, custom work like that, and it, they really did do those. I think the, 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 uh, Battle Cat one was, like, a 2000X inspired one. The one that I saw, at least, online. Um, but yeah, those are, those are cool compliments to that. And I, I think it's cool that the Horsemen, so far, they they usually are pretty cool about the fact that, you know, the fans want to complement the line by doing some of those things and all that kind of stuff and offering up a little bit more. So I think that's kind of cool in that way, too, that, you know, they, they're fans themselves of, of having something like that. Well, they're such a treat. And I it makes me, you know, looking at them, it makes me kind of wish it was a separate, like, subline of, of figures that they were, they would be packaged you know, like ma- in Masters of the Universe packaging and that they were more than, uh, you know, color variants on and part swaps of the existing figures. If, you know, it, looking at that beautiful detail that that are in these figures, it reminds me of the 2000X toy line. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. It gives you that feeling. And it's like I said, you know, the only thing about having these as you know here's here's a representation of it, this character in their line or whatever i i think it's great they're doing it in that way but there's that part of me that when i see them i'm always like hey man's bigger than that or you know there's, <laughs> there's that element it's like skeletor could be slender i that doesn't bother me their 2000x take on him was great in my opinion because a guy with a skull face i like the idea he wouldn't be a physical threat he's more of a sorcerer wizardry threat to he-man in that mm-hmm. way but, you know, like when I saw the He-Man one, I was just kind of like, He-Man's bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, I, just, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't get over that. So- All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of our hour. We'd like to thank everybody for listening and subscribing to us. Remember, you can subscribe to Council of the First Ones wherever you listen to your podcast. On behalf of Kelly and Crespo and all the other ones who <laughs> couldn't be here, I'd like to thank you all. I'd like to invite you all to uh, continue to check out the latest nerd news on Nerds on a Couch. we also like to thank uh, He-Man.org for posting the latest news and uh, supporting the fan community. Thank Super 7 for delivering the uh, movie figures. The William Stout collection is arriving. I've got my set. 
Really nice, guys. Really great job on those figures. And uh, hopefully we'll get our last filmation set. I want to cry now. And uh, <laughs> we can uh, get a little... Uh, you can still get your uh, Battle Cat and Panthor uh, retro figures out there. We'd like to thank, again, Super 7 for keeping the line going. I know 2020, we got a lot more figures. You can check Walmart for the masters of the WWE. They're starting to ship. So keep out, keep an eye out. They're getting there. So on behalf of everybody, I'd like to wish you all a good journey. And this is David Clark. Thank you so much again for joining us for another episode. And check out adultcollector.org, the number one source for He-Man and She-Ra content. Good journey. It was great to be back again, guys. It was a wonderful episode. Lots of uh, information, exciting information, and I'd like to wish everyone a good journey. This is Rex. And this is Gavarna. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at October Sun Art. Uh, I've gotten a lot of likes recently, so I'm hoping it's because of the show. I appreciate it, everybody that uh, decided to like my artwork lately. And it's great to be back. Great to just talk shop with everybody this week. This is this is always fun. So uh, can't wait for next time. Good journey, everybody. This has been a Nerds on the Couch production in association with adultcollector.org. Put that in the bloopers, okay? At the end. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Every time, every time, guys. Every time. <laughs>